Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, I'm Amaya. I'm a first-year student at the University of Miami, and I started using Ibis Prep a few weeks ago for a class I wanted to improve in. Since beginning Ibis Prep, my comprehension and knowledge in math has grown immensely, and on my most recent test, I improved a whole grade letter. Their one-on-one -on -one tutoring is efficient, and they worked with me very hard to make sure I understood every concept. I highly recommend you use Ibis Prep and tell them the King and Ragoni show sent you. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the King Rangoni Show. We're blessed to have my friend, my brother, former Kane, Amon Richards. Yes, sir. Good to do what it do. Appreciate you joining us, bro, on short notice. Bro, you know, hey, you know, you make the, you say the word over there. So, always. No, but uh, I really wanted to bring you on because, I mean, most fans, like, they know about you. They know Amon Richards, they know your name. And you've really became, you know, one of the biggest supporters of this program. You know, we see you always tweeting out and advocating for, you know, Kane's football. And, you know, with the new coaching staff and stuff like that, you know, I'm sure we'll see you around a lot more uh, now that former Canes and things like that can come to the facility, just, you know, pop up. But, uh, you know, I really wanted to ask your story because many people, you know, know about your injury, things like that, but they don't really know the story behind you and, you know, what everything that led up to it. Right, right. So uh, I just wanted to start off with, you know, tell us where you're from, you know, and like, how how'd you start playing football? All right, so funny enough, I'm from Wellington, Florida, you know, a little bit up north. Is that Wellington? Wellington, la, la, la. <laughs> I never heard of that, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, Oh, all right. It's like right next to West Palm Beach. It's the same thing, essentially. Um, yeah, I grew up there. Um, I mean, I played football since I was like three. Was like legally or allowed to play when I was five or old enough to join the league. Uh, it's crazy because when I first started, like I hated it. Like I really just ain't like getting tackled for real. I hate being under like piles. But then I quickly realized that if I just run away from everybody and don't get touched, then I won't get tackled. So from there, I started uh, playing ever since. And then, you know, uh, like anything else, you just, you start to mature a little bit, you know, then you start taking it serious. Then you start mimicking, you know, highlights. I'm watching, you know, Devin Hester, you know, um, you know, reverse fields on kick return. So I get to the games, I start trying new stuff, you know, um, and then I really didn't realize what, since I was a kid, I guess I've been working towards, you know, the ultimate goal of going to the NFL every day. I'd be outside. Like, my parents wouldn't have to drag me out of the house to go outside or go, you know, play football or catch or whatever. I'm, I'm begging my dad to come outside. Like, please, let's go play catch. Let's, I'm running routes. Like, he'll tell you, you know, I'm five years old running, like, goal balls, like, throwing it, like, 40 yards down the field, I'm catching it. So, it's been – that's really been me since I was a kid, you know, and – um. Then, you know, got older, uh, got to high school, went to Wellington High, um, you know, started as a freshman there. Um, I've really played linebacker. <laughs> linebacker. I didn't even play. I, that's why people aggressiveness on the field really come from because I'm really a defined type dude, really like hitting for real. So 
uh, I played linebacker as a freshman on varsity. Um, and then, you know, our coach, they switched offense to the spread because I told him I was going to leave the school if he didn't uh, switch. They're running wing T, bro. There's nothing I could do in that. Wing T. Nah. Wing T, bro. Power run all game. Georgia Tech, that type. So I was like, like, you know, as a receiver, I can't. There's no way I can, like, you know, show my game that way, you know. Um, but so we switched sophomore year. Did a little something. Got my first offer. Um, West Virginia. And then it was Tennessee, like, right after that. And then, you know, everybody else piled on. And then who, who was a uh, – I'm sorry. But who was a coach – who was the wide coach at West Virginia when they offered you? with the title on carrier? No, nah, it was uh, Jay Ron. He actually uh, – he actually went to school with my mom, funny enough. Life crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. My mom, she's from uh, Belgrade, Florida. If people, you know, when they – They'll know what I'm talking about. Um, so a lot of guys like Fred, Taylor, Rita, and like a bunch of dudes came from that school out there. Um, like a lot. She went to school with these guys. So, but yeah, no, nah, then junior year, senior year happened, you know, went crazy or whatever. What is crazy? I was like the 26th ranked receiver coming out. <laughs> but I always thought I was the best. So like it's it's crazy that I had to prove that. But I mean, you know, a lot of guys in the class was you know, ranked above me or whatever. Uh, but you know how it is. You get to college, you got to prove it all over anyway. So I really didn't care. I didn't go to camps or nothing. Uh, you know, I, I was more like, look, you can lav on laven or one on one out here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's whatever. But on the field, you know how it is. You're going to run a slant across the middle. That's going to actually hit you. What you going to do? You know, so that's kind of my set. So uh, I, and I ended up choosing between Alabama and Miami. Um, I really was going to go to Bama. If Mark Rick didn't get hired, I was on a one-way trip to Bama, 100%. Um, and then Coach Rick got hired, and then, you know, Godugans got hired. They hit me up. And I love the U, you know, um, but the situation at the time with old coaching changes and, you know, all that, I just wasn't really trying to be a part of all that, you know, kind of stuff. I needed some kind of foundation and structure, you know. Um, so Rick got hired, and I went, met him, and I was like, yeah, I'm coming to the U. <laughs> so um, committed to the U, and then – Freshman year happened, <laughs> essentially, you know. You what crazy about freshman year? Huh? You go, Ryan. What about uh, Mark Rigg did you like that made you uh, choose him? Um, I mean, one, I know he's a good guy, you know, first and foremost. Um, you know, heavy in church, you know, heavy in the Bible, heavy in his word. So um, that was, like, a big part. But when he – um. You know, he was recruiting me at Georgia also. So uh, it, was, it really wasn't like a like crazy guy. Cause I already knew him from Georgia. I already knew his, his resume, you know, what he's done. And then, you know, we talked about, you know, his plans for the U. Um, I mean, as you see, he came, you know, he had plans for the indoor, got the indoor built. Like, I mean, he, he honestly, he got the program like headed in the right direction. You know, I just felt like it's unfortunate. Like, you know, he was older. You know, the game kind of, you know, was passing him by, you know, but overall, I mean, he was a great guy, great coach. And I knew that, you know, I knew he was going to come and implement some kind of structure and change to the you. So that's really why. I feel like a lot of people uh, forget about that 2017 season y'all had. Mm -hmm. I mean, y'all were you know, one of the best teams in the country that year. And I feel like everybody just forget about that year. You know what I mean? So. Y'all had a great year. That was y'all should y'all could have been the number one team in the country at one point. Uh, I think y'all and I've got the, maybe Bama. Y'all lost yeah. the y'all lost the pit that we lost right? the pit. Yeah, 
Bama one, Miami two. Bro, I'll never forget it. Bama lost, correct? Did Bama lose? Yeah, they yeah. lost. They got rolled up, and uh, all right, that was our year, bro. You ever just see some yeah. things just fall into motion? Just like everything just happens right. Like they, we won like four games that we supposed to lose. Like if you, you know, watch, but that Georgia Tech game, the tip pass somehow he comes down good. with it. Darrell Lingham last second touchdown to beat Florida State at home for yeah. the first seven years. Like, I mean, everything was just going right. And then we got to Pitt. <laughs> we ain't lost to Pitt since. Uh, bro, I don't know how we even lost. That's like the crazy part is, I, like, I can't even tell you why we lost. When I, I remember, you know, I was obviously a lot younger looking on ESPN that day and I saw that Miami lost to Pitt. I was like, what in the hell just happened? Man, bro, I, it was just one of those games where we wake up in the morning and just everything just feels off. Like, we were just like, all right. like it's a, It was like a 12 o'clock game. So, you know, you wake up for like everything, like 6.30, 6.30 or whatever, 6, 6.30 for like treatment and, you know, all that, pre, you know, priest meetings or whatever. Then you go back. We couldn't even take a nap because, you know, we had to get on the bus, go to the stadium. So, yeah. so everyone just I remember looking at everybody's face and everybody just had a it kind of looked like everybody was just kind of like, like I'm either tired or I'm just like not off. we got to the game bro and like it was a little chilly or whatever you know um, I thought we was gonna be in good shape they threw me the ball I scored like first driver you know like I think we scored like I scored like the first points so I'm like all right bet like this is my third touchdown of the year. I'm like, cause I really ain't score really for all year because I was nicked up injured. So I'm like, all right, you know, this gotta be the game. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm coming through right now. And then that shit just did not happen. Like everything, I don't know if they're their game plan or we just was off that game. You know, I know we had guys that was sick, all kind of stuff. So it was just like everything in one. Malik went out, like middle of the game, they put in a backup for like a series and then they put me back in and it was just like bro like like we went to the close game or the blow up uh they low-key blew us out i think we scored like some garbage garbage time like touchdown or something to kind of try and bring it back but they 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 beat us like head up you know that makes that reminds me of Derek. and i hate talking about this game i hate it so much but when you're talking about how we we thought we were gonna roll. Y'all thought y'all were gonna roll, you know, after the first drive. It was that North Carolina game? The first drive, I'm like, oh, we about to beat these boys down, blah, blah, blah. And then we don't know what happened. That was arguably the worst game I've ever been a part of. Okay. Yeah. That was at North Carolina, right? No, that was at home. At home. That was that was, that was uh 2020. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Dang, 600 yards rushing. It was, yeah, it was like jerseys. Oh my god, black jerseys, bro. It's oh, crazy. Cause like, if, if we won a game, we go to the Orange Bowl, right? And then I want to say Friday night, the hotel, uh, the game we had after Virginia, I mean, after North Carolina, Georgia Tech, they had canceled because COVID. You know, that year it was, like, it was yeah. a bullshit. It was bullshit. It was, yeah, bullshit. They, yeah they, they, they got scared. We know that like, that oh, year, like, you want to play it. Yeah, you, if you didn't, you didn't know he was gonna play for real until you until it was Saturday morning for real. You know what I mean? So like, we came in there Friday night. The coaches there was like, "Yeah, uh, this is the last game of the season." You know, Georgia Tech counseled on us. Like when when he said last game of the season, I felt like everybody's mind went somewhere else. Like, right, all right, right. Back, yeah, I'm finna go home or I'm finna go here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think people were really locked in. 
Yeah. And then and I don't even I don't even think that was like on the coaches because it no. to the media too. Like it, no matter what, it was coming out. So it was either he told us or we find out like on Twitter like five minutes later. Right. Yeah. But once that happened, everybody was just like, oh man, what you doing? Like after the game, like you going home, like blah, blah, blah. Like, because bro, we've been cooped up, locked up for so long. It was near right. COVID. We couldn't, yeah. we couldn't do this, we couldn't do that. And hearing that, man, this is it. We were excited. We all we started thinking about was like, oh man, like, I can't, I can't wait to go do this. I can't wait to go do that. That's where everybody's minds were at. And you know, I guess that she was yeah. That's crazy. I, I watched the game and I was just like, okay, North Carolina, you're right. First drive. Did Will Mallory, Mallory score first touchdown? Or? No, I think Mike. We got, we got the ball first. We was moving the ball real well. And then we ended up punting, but we was moving the ball easy. Okay, right, right. The second okay. drive or something we scored. Like we scored, I remember we scoring easy on one of the I think first second drive. I think it was yeah, first and drop. I was like, oh, this is it. The f- yeah. I think it was the first play of the game. That's why I felt like that. You threw a ball to Mike, it was like a 30 yard game. Yeah. That's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. It was a big old first play of the game. I'm like, oh, this is it. Right, right. And the momentum. But yeah, and then that's crazy. I ain't gonna lie. I was watching. I was like, I was like, wait, what happened? <laughs> that game makes me fix my stomach. All right. So 2017, you have a really good year, right? And then 2018, you come back. You know, you projected. It's your junior year, correct? Yeah, going into my junior year. Yeah, like you project your first round, right? Yeah, like <laughs> that's it. Crazy. Yeah. That's the first round. You have the, I mean, I'm assuming you had a really good offseason. You ready for the season, all that. And then what happens after that? Yeah. So then, you know, I started having like neck issues, uh, neck pain. Um, and I knew someone was off because, like, do it's, it's really like I can, I ain't going to say like the way I play, but I'm very physical. Like, I'm going to get in the ring game and I'm going to drop that shoulder. You know what I'm trying to say? So, yeah. I ain't afraid to go block or do anything. So I'm always doing the most. Kind of, you know what I mean? So I went and some felt off. So I you know, went to the doctor, you know, got checked up. And then, you know, he's taking a look at my neck and whatever. And then he was just looking at like the disc in my neck and stuff. And he, yeah, like you can't continue playing or like, you know, you'll end up paralyzed or you break your neck like on the field. I'm like, oh, no, you feel me? Like, oh, no, like I love the game. Like when people say they're down the field, when you actually, that's a possibility. It's like, oh, no. Like, I love football, but I love my life a little bit more. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, that's essentially how it went down. Like, it was literally, like, overnight. Like, I went to the doctor. i never forget. I, we was at the doctor. Like, it was, like, an evening. And then he told me, call my parents. So I couldn't even tell my dad. I I had him, like, call my, you don't have to tell him. Like, I, there's no way I can tell this man that. You know what I mean? Because then he broke down, like, shit crazy. It was, it was crazy. It was, like, what the f- I couldn't believe it happened, but. I got back to the facility. I mean, the first person that found out that knew was um, Coach um, Banda. Um, um, I told him he was like walking to his car, and I had just got dropped off from Vinny. Vinny just let me out of out his car, and then you know how like the coaches got a little parking lot right there and stuff. I was walking by, and he was coming out, and you know, I broke down crying. He's like, "Like what happened?" Like first thing, because I had torn my meniscus and stuff. So they just figured like, "Oh, maybe I re-injured my knee." But then I told him like, "I really can't play ever again." And then he looked like he had saw three goals. He was like, huh? Like, you feel me? So that's what happened. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, like you were saying, like, this is, like, coming off, um, like, freshman year, you know, did a, whatever, you know, in second year, you know, I started off, I was nicked up throughout the year, but it was an okay year. 
um, you know, whatever. But I had tore my meniscus right before the the bowl game. We were playing Clemson. And it was like that, you know, the bowl, like right before them practices or whatever. It was a Thursday, bro. And I I remember just like I told Daryl Langle, bro, he's always there for some reason. I don't know why. It's weird. But I mean, practice and like I don't never like missing reps. So like I'm like, man, I'm like, my legs feel like tired today. He was just like, bro, chill out. Like, I'll take the reps for you. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, I need to get this work. Like, I need to, like, I gotta feel like I gotta put in the work in order to go to the game and be mentally I can play. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, wow. But man, I ran out there, bro. <laughs> I ran out there, bro. It was literally uh, I think we're doing like you know, a scout team where they're not even like moving for real. Like they kind of just yeah, it was either scout team or routes on air, like type stuff. No, it was scout team. Bro, bro, we threw a go route. I'm practicing how I play. So I'm jumping up, snag it, bro. I come down on that here. I said, man, what the f? And this is gone. Tore. I'm like, bro, there's no way. So that happened. And then all off season, you know what I mean? Like everyone's like, all right, you know, like, you know, draft stock, you know, mock drafts coming out. They're like, yeah, you know, he only had a meniscus repair. He's going to be back. You know, like this is going to be the year he's like healthy. Last year, he was banged up, you know, tore his hamstring, literally in camp, going hard in practice. So I'm like, all right, here we go. Like junior year, bro, like everybody think freshman year was good, which I think it was all right. Last year was cool. I'm like, all right, bro, I'm about to go stupid. <laughs> and that happened. It, literally, first game of the season, gone, career over. I'm like, bro, there's just, it, got, it felt like a joke for real. It felt like, like, why? You feel me? Like. This yeah. next time that it just happened, like, you know, freshman year or high school somewhere where it wouldn't be the same kind of impact. But right before the draft years, like, wow. You know what I mean, like, nah, bro. It didn't even feel fair for real. I'm just like, yeah. Now what? Nah, I, I know exactly how you feel, bro. Like, for me, 2020, yeah. right? That's like my yeah. last year in college. Right. Camera ACL in the bowl game. Come back to school. And you, like, it's crazy because, like, we think, like, it's like what happened again, right? Right. You got a, a, a terrible injury, and there's no way it's gonna happen two years in a row. So I'm coming yeah. back in 2021, like I'm I'm covered. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I pray to God, please God, I, I just get hurt last year. I'm good, and then you come back, and then you hurt again. It's like it's it's, it's crazy. Um, I want to I want to know how how was your mental when you found? I know it was pretty bad, but can you talk about how your mental was when you found out you can play football anymore? Like, what was your next steps? Uh, I mean, I don't know if I can curse on this, but I was I was fucked yeah. up. Yeah. A year, like a good year and a half, like, bro, I didn't want to go outside. Like, I didn't even realize it, though. You feel me? Like, I just didn't want to go nowhere because I'm like, why? Like, like everybody want to see me play football or, you know, go hurdle someone or, you know, catch score, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm like, now that I can do that, why would I go places? People are going to see me, you know, and be like, oh, that's someone, the guy that got injured. Da-da. And I wasn't trying to hear all that, you know what I mean? Because... I just didn't know how to deal with it first. So I just stayed in the crib. Like, like I I can't I honestly, only time I left the house was legit to go to class. Other than that, you would never you wouldn't see me at no party. You wouldn't see me like anywhere. I literally just be inside the crib playing Fortnite or like Madden or something, just chilling. And like I realized it was like like it was in the way, but I really didn't realize it, you know what I mean, until Probably like a year went by and I'm just like really thinking about it. I'm like, all right, like what am I going to do next? Because the only thing I'm doing right now is just looking at people tweeting me all day, like feeling sorry for me. I'm like, like, 
I'm not that kind of guy. So I'm like, all right, bro, like you got to do something like you got to do something better than this. Because one thing I'm not trying to see the rest of my life, people say, oh, man, Amar, you could have been this or it's unfortunate what happened to you. I'm like, I'd rather them cheer or support me doing something else. So I remember I was in the locker room, bro, and I was like, man, what should I do, bro? Greg Russo walks by. like He just <laughs> he just so happened to walk by. And I'm like, just talking. He's like, bro, you should be an agent. I was like, huh? I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds fun. I'm just like not really thinking much of it. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, because I'm not really in that mindset for I'm just like trying to figure out my next path. But I don't know because how would I know? I'm like, football is what my thing. You know what I mean? So. I just sat around it and I'm like, all right, well, how can I stay around the game? Like, I'm cool with all the guys, like, they're my boys and they know I'm going to look out for them no matter what. So I'm like, you know, then obviously, you know, in the agency world, get a little sleazy. So I'm like, all right, bro, like, I can definitely be in this because I know I'm going to keep it 100 with these guys and they know me. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to just, how do I get, how I become an agent? Like, let me figure out doing research. They're like, oh, you got to do this and that, take, you know, be a lawyer or, go to law school and all this other stuff. I'm like, all right, that can't happen because too much time is going to take too long to do so. Yeah. Like, all right, well, what the marketing is like more, you know, broader and it's not, there's not a lot of requirements for it. So I'm like, all right, well, shit. So I started there, you know, um, partnered with another company then left them, um, then went and started a you know, full service. I had agents on board, you know, that are certified or whatever. Um, and I just more on the marketing side of everything. And then, Went from there <laughs> and then just literally, I just caught the bug of, I guess, being an entrepreneur. Like I realized that's what I love to do. I love to start stuff from nothing and just watch it grow in front of my eyes and try to build stuff up. So yeah, I just, after that, I just, you know, I stayed focused, graduated, you know, um, got my degree and then just literally, I, the day I graduated was the day I opened like the agency, This you know, it was a marketing agency at first. Literally, I walked across the stage and walked right into the office and like opened up fully with Fishy Open. So um that actually leads into my question. Um you started that up, you had an insurance policy, correct, before your junior year. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what helped, you know, a lot of people don't really realize or know about insurance policies and how they work. Uh do you kind of want to explain that? Because and another thing I wanted to add was you know, some people, they'll get hurt, they'll get their insurance policy. And some might just blow it, but you've kind of, you know, done different things with it. Like you said, an entrepreneur, you start a business with it and, you know, really set your path. And that's what the whole insurance policy is for. Yeah, no, I think I think it's important. A lot of guys don't know about it or they don't take it serious or they don't really think about it because, Let's just be real. Like no athlete on this competitive level that's like, you know, really good is going to be like, I'm going to get hurt or I won't be able to, you know, get drafted where I think I'm going to get drafted. Everyone's just that mindset. You're like, what do you mean? Like, I'm going to ball this year and I'm going to be out of here. So they might bring you away, but you're not really thinking about it, you know, because you don't want to even have that thought in your head that you good enough to make it or you won't be good enough to healthy or I'm not going to get a career in injury. You feel me? So, um, it was important to me, like, you know, I'm thankful, you know, that I had one and I was able to, you know, use it to, you know, further my career, you know, and, you know, be able to get a head start at life, you know, and um, just be in a position where I am now where, you know, have different opportunities or whatnot with, you know, different, you know, partners or whatnot. 
to, you know, build businesses, you know, so um, I'm thankful for that. But I know I know a ton of athletes that don't have one or didn't have one or like they use it all, you know, for whatever reason, you know, probably, you know, take care of family, whatever case may be. But I think it's important for every guy that's draft eligible, you know, whatever school, whether it's Liberty, whether it's like, you know, Arkansas or, you know, JSU, wherever, just have one, you know what I mean? Because I'm telling you, it'll come in handy. You, it's like, it's literally insurance, like it's safety. Like it's like, if anything were to happen, you got something. You don't need it until you need it. Yeah, unless you drive around here with car insurance, you should have the same thing. You drive around a car and no car insurance, what's going to happen if you get hit? You know what I mean? So. Yeah, uh, that actually, so you ended up starting up your business mm-hmm. for marketing, and then I actually saw not too long ago you made a really, really cool thing that I think honestly will help tons and tons of high school athletes out and even if you're transferring in college too i mean this is one of the best things that i've seen it's a very very smart thing i know they had it for professors and stuff like that i don't know why anybody didn't think of it sooner i'm glad you thought of it because this is like the very very like genius thing to think of if you want to go ahead and explain what it is yeah so official visit um it's like a a recruiting like re- review website um if you just kind of give you know that probably want to wonder um it's like think about like rate my professor and like niche.com and like arrivals.com essentially just bunch into one company you know so on there like athletes whether they're current or former players um they have a voice you know um you can leave reviews just like yelp or whatever um you can rate your coaches you know um for the players that you know have you know, bad experiences, you know, with, you know, individual where's the head coach, uh, assistant coach, weight, you know, strength coach or whatever. Um, you're able to go in there and, you know, just speak your truth, whatever the situation was, whatever happened, how you felt, you're able to go in there. You can rate them, you know, uh, based on your experience. And then, you know, um, what we do, you know, we have a verification kind of process. So all the ones that do have like a check mark, kind of like Instagram, you know, um, those are the people that are ver- verified, you know, like using their ID or, you know, different, you know, ways to verify. But um, yeah, it's, I think it's pretty dope, man. Um, I remember, I never forget when the guy, he brought it to my attention. He was kind of in a very early stage. He's like, yeah, like, you know, I got this and that. I was like, wait, yeah. Like, I'm like, guys, like these coaches aren't getting held accountable for nothing. You know I'm trying to say? Like athletes, you know, from high school to college are always getting or they got stars and all this other stuff. So I'm like, why not coaches? Like, it makes sense. You know what I mean? So, and these kids are picking their futures, you know what I'm trying to say, based on official visits. It's funny enough, because you know how it is. Visit and everything is like butter up. Everybody ass. They, on their best, every coach is on their best behavior because they're trying mm-hmm. to school. And then, like, I'm like, I even had a short story, but when you get to college, like everything changes. Like these coaches show who they really are. And some are still the same, but some you get there and you're like, wait, why you ain't as like nice and friendly as you used to be on this visit? All of a sudden, I'm this, that, you suck, you B word, this, that. And it gets crazy. You know, um, some coaches got, you got your views on there, you know, coaches calling, you know, a whole locker room, N-word, this, I'm going to say it when I want. that. I, like, it's like, bro, what? 
So imagine like now I think it's, it's pretty dope that now high school recruits, you know, and even like you said, transfers can go in there. They can really do real research, you know, um, and get real feedback from current players and former players that played for these coaches, you know? So it's not like fans perspective because every fan will say their coach is the best, you know, and then, and we're going to visit all the players and be like, yeah, man, come, come, you know, da, da, da. But now a parent can sit down with their kid and be like, all right, what's your top five? Bama, Florida state, Miami, Penn State, you know, Oregon. They can go through these reviews and really, oh, this coach got a one-star way he did. Oh, wow. You you can ask them about that next time you talk to them on the phone. Be like, yo, coach, like, you know, I just had a question, you know, I saw something pop up about da-da-da-da-da. Let them answer it. Let them, you know, be a, be held accountable for what they did in the past or what they said in the past, you know. Um, I think it's important. So um, I'm glad, you know, it's out, you know, so as it picks up, we're obviously going to see about it, hear about it, you know, um, but, you know, they say the turtle winning were the race. So as time go on, more people uh, hop on there, they'll start, you know, all the, the dope stuff. So we got like 1,300 reviews from hey. like legends. Like you got like guys like, I think Santana Moss, like, I mean, like, like if you go in there, you great like legends like on there. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, cool. so it is pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I got to say this. I you know I don't think everybody noticed, but Ramon was really responsible for me getting my first NIO deal with college chunks, right? And I, I say that to say this. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to my dog. But I say that to say this. Uh, a lot, I don't think a lot of people take advantage of, like, when they're in college, like, when they're the guy, when they're a star player, right, of making good relationships, right? Because you introduced me to Omar and Nick from college chunks, and like, now we have, like, a really good relationship. Well, those guys are really good people to know. So can you speak on that, like how important it is to you know build relationships and keep those relationships past college? Right, man. I just wish I can go back and like just do Me certain too. things different. <laughs> like yeah. you said, just meeting guys like Omar, Nick, guys over at College Hunks, man. Like you really realize that there's like really good people in the world, and there's people that really want to help you and you know and guide you, you know, to success. You know, um, like you said with the College Hunks, I never heard of College Hunks a day in my life. Um, one of my friends, you know, Mike Murphy, you know, he owns a Toyota dealerships. Shout out, um, Mike. Yeah, shout out. He hit me up and he was just like, yeah, one of my friends, Omar, he owns College Chunks. What is a College Chunk? <laughs> and then, you know, he's like, yeah, he's thinking about opening a location in Miami, da-da-da. I'm like, now I'm in a world I'm like, okay, I'm open to everything because you never know when a blessing is coming across the table. So I'm like, okay, never heard of it, but let me be open to the idea here, you know, and see what it is. So they sent me, you know, I think the website, then I scroll through, I went, and I'm like, okay, this sounds dope. We're moving in junk company. I'm like, all right, like, but like, how does it work? You know, da da da. So then, like, probably like that next week, met with Omar, I think, over the phone, real quick or briefly. And then, like, I talked to him over the phone, and like, I can just instantly tell, like, I'm like, all right, this is a genuine guy that's, you know, he's successful, you know, he knows the path he's grinded he's built something from you know you know something you know from nothing literally and i'm like all right you know so flew out there to tampa and we just brainstorming ideas and whatever talking and then like all right like we're gonna you know this we're gonna do this we're gonna open a location in miami and then first thing i thought about i was like the nil thing was popping up <laughs> and i'm like we're like sitting at each other we're at the table we're like well, wouldn't it be cool like you know when we're trying to open a location in miami right so it's like all right, that's that's one thing. But like, 
But what if we were the first to do NIL deal? We just looked at each other, and then Mike Murphy is just like, he's really head spearheading this. Mike Murphy was going like, I want to be the first. And he's like, yeah, let's be the first. You ain't first, you last. So I was like, all right, well, like, you know, we sending a house don't work. Like, we don't even know. We're like, we don't know. We just going to do it. So, um, you know, we sat down. We game plan together. Um, and it was kind of like that moment where you just kind of looked at each other. You're like, yeah, I'm going to know these guys for a long time. You know, yeah. um, then I thought about you guys, you know, you, then Bubba. You know, we're trying to get other, we're trying to get some other guys, you know, on there too. But, you know, we decided, like, we need, like, the two cornerstones of the team, you know, offense, defense, quarterback, you know, and the safety, you know, for most teams or the middle linebacker. But in our case, the safety is more so like the heart and soul of the defense kind of thing. So that's where we win. We're like, you know, I hit y'all boys up. I'm like, man, look, like we got to do this. Like, it's, it's here. Like, you know, so then now, you look, now you know Mike Murphy. I mean, Murphy, Omar, Nick, and like, like it, bro, like, it's like when we endless opportunities that go beyond football, you know what I mean? And they willing to put you in position to literally win. And like, there's a lot of people like that. We went to the U everybody that pretty much go there is like their dad is the owner of this company that does this. And their cousin is this guy. And, you know, it's the U, you know what I mean? So I, I really wish I could go back. I just really advise current athletes to not be like a stereotypical athlete. That's kind of like, you know, you know, shine off from like, you know, the regular students or whatever. I think, you know, guys should interact, you know, just with everyone and just be more open to, you know, new ideas and new people because it'll last a lifetime. Football, you know, it lasts, you know, you go to the league, you know, three, four years, you know, good, obviously seven, eight, maybe 10, but you retire, you're going to be 30 something, not going to know how to do a creative business plan, not going to know how to do nothing, you know. So I feel like we're really getting, you know, ahead of the game, you know, with, knowing guys like Omar, Mike Murphy, guys that's really giving us the free game, you know, really molding us into the entrepreneurs that we're going to be once the game over. Yeah, I, I talked to Omar and Nick for about 30 minutes. Uh, ever since that day, you know, we got a friendship for life. Uh, Mike yeah. Murphy, too. You know, Mike Murphy was there, my first son. Now, I got I got to say his name, too. He was one of the – him and Omar were basically the first people to, to give me and Bobby and I O deals, right? And they were there at 12.01 on July 1st. And ever since then, we've, we've been locked in ever since. I talked to Omar probably every week. Uh, we yep. check in, we talk about you know, business ideas, things like that. So, uh, so Mike, Mike Murphy as well. So it's good to know people for sure. Yeah, that network is more, you know how they say like who you know or whatever, hang around or it's like your net. Like they're not lying. Like these guys, I know what you're doing. I'm just every day, whether they know it or not, I'm like picking their brain. I'm trying to learn everything I can because they've made it, you know, like yep. they're like, they're beyond successful. People do their research. They're beyond successful, you know? So it's like, I cool to just take it for granted or not try and gain as much knowledge from them as possible, you know? So I'm thankful for that for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> we actually used college hunts when we were moving. Uh, Derek did. That stuff was simple. It was easy. I know you set it up and everything. That was a. Uh, it was pretty cool just seeing everything and knowing that you were a part of it. And I saw when y'all opened up the Miami location. You know y'all's photo shoot and everything that y'all had. And you had some former Hurricanes there. Uh, you know working with you as well. So that was another cool thing. 
and it is it is different at you know the University of Miami, and it's glad I'm glad you mentioned it because a lot of people don't realize that that you are sitting next to like I know it was one person their dad was like the owner of Grubhub or something like that you know so one of those companies and I'm just sitting there like it was a it was a class where uh, we had to interview like a business owner uh-huh. and we had to say who we were interviewing <laughs> and this person it, I don't know if it was Grubhub but it was like one of those big companies like that right and this girl said yeah I'm gonna interview the CEO of blah 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 mm-hmm. and everybody just kind of turned and the professor was like Basically, like, no, you probably need to aim for someone, you know, you can actually, like, talk to, all that stuff. And then she's like, yeah, that's my dad. And we're all just kind of like, what? <laughs> like, come on. that's It was something where I was just like, dang, like, we really don't school people like that. And I'm, I'll be seeing guys post, like, that I was in class with. Like, I see them have their own businesses now. I see guys, like, on the New York Stock Exchange. I'm like, bro, like... I'm sitting next to guys that's going to be worth in the next 10, 20 years, like hundreds of millions of dollars. And they're like one of me right now. They're in the build-up stages. They're building these massive companies right here next to me. And I'm just like, you know, like a lot of them I still know, you know, but I'm just like, imagine if I would have like been willing to network more, was more open-minded, you know, um, you know, just wasn't a job, you know I'm trying to say? Not, I was nice to everyone, but you know what I mean? Just, as far as building a network and really like learning the business world or, you know, maybe learning what they got going on, you know, and trying to figure out, you know, different stuff, you know? Um, so, cause a lot of companies do start in like college or will drop out of college because their company is going to be so successful. So I just wish I could go back, but I wouldn't change a thing though, where I'm at now. So. Well, that kind of leads into uh, one thing that me and Derek always ask our, you know, guests at the end of, you know, our interviews is, if you could, you know, tell people one thing, it could be, you know, talking to anybody, boys, girls, men, that's, you know, 50, little <clears throat> girl that's 10. If you could tell someone a piece of advice, what <clears throat> would it be? That's a good question. Piece of advice. I say just treat people with respect and don't doubt anyone. You know, I feel like people, they put their expectations or like their limitations, I say, on you, you know, things they believe they can accomplish. Like I had plenty of people. I remember starting an agency, you know, I remember telling people and I can tell by, you know, like the tone in their voice or how they reacted. They're like, yeah, okay. Like, you know, yeah, we'll see type thing and then got into the franchise. I, just, I don't know. I just feel like people should be more, you know, believe into, you know, if you support someone, you really cool with someone or you're friends with someone or you love someone, I feel like you should uh, support them no matter what. So I say that's a piece of advice because when people make it, don't be mad when they look back and they're like, nah, I remember when I told you I was going to do this and I did it, you know, um, just be more supportive and, you know, don't be so closed minded to was like open minds i like that yeah no i like that one a lot well mom you know we want to thank you so much for coming on we really really appreciate it you know you're you're our boy we had we had a lot of nights a lot of fun with you and we're gonna have a good night together war of demons (laughs) (laughs) 
the spot, the spot. <laughs> nah, but for sure, man, we really appreciate you coming on. We want to thank everybody for listening, and we'll see y'all next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.